welcome to the Sales for People Who Hate Selling podcast. Here, we use our 15 years worth of sales and business experience to explore the common sales fears and niggles that business owners and freelancers face every day. If you're new to sales, you're scared of sales, or you're just starting out in business, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to episode four of series two of the Sales for People Who Hate Selling podcast. I, as always, am Rhea, and here with me this week is Richard. Guess who's back? Torbel. Uh, Richard, you're back. I'm excited. You weren't here last week. Are you you noticed then? <laughs> yeah, you were missed. I mean, it was a great episode. You know, we had uh, pipe drive with us. We had pipe drive and you missed pipe drive, but it was, it, it, you were sadly missed. Um, but do you, do you want to tell people where you were and why you went here and what caused you to be MIA? What do people miss me then, do you think? Well, I mean, my inbox has been inundated. Right, mine hasn't. <laughs> yeah, boy, they don't want to appear to, you know, like sycophants, you know, they, they're going via me to express right. their, their love. So where were you, Richard? Tell the people the exciting trials and tribulations of your life. Well, I was, I was, I was in the same place that I always was, um, but uh, I had a little bit of a, uh, what, what should we say, a, a, an issue? What's a fancy word for issue? You're good at fancy um, words. Complication? I don't know. With my, uh, with my internet service provider. So they decided that uh, it would be a good thing to remove me of my internet connection uh, for a, a, week, a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who don't know, um, we don't record the podcast in the same room. Um, we use uh, you know, an internet recording system to be able to... to this is uh, 1010 content, by the way. Uh, right. <laughs> What we should do is we should give a shout out to your neighbour who has been over the last what like a few days like lending you her internet service. Uh, yeah, she brought she brought it round here. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, um, she said that she would listen to the podcast. So if she you're did. listening, Jackie, if you're listening, thanks for the internet loan. There you go. Yeah, it was very it was very sweet of her to do that. Um, but it was tricky. But you know, I think the interesting thing that it, it wasn't a great experience uh, that the whole the whole issue really because it's not just uh, and you and I have spoken about this um, you know, of, uh, away from Ooh. yeah yeah exactly you know it, I think the the, the issue is uh, and, and we have spoken about the importance of communication mm-hmm, on the podcast mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. because there were the, the the whole experience of of dealing with them and I won't I won't name them it's a bit unfair um, but it, it rhymes with BB um, other uh, internet providers are available right and it's not BT um, they it, it wasn't an enjoyable experience dealing with them during this week and a half and you know we've said before and I absolutely agree and it's, this is related to you know our general overarching topic of the podcast um you know we, we've said before that you know things will go wrong like you cannot stop things from going wrong For sure it's, it's impossible the important thing is how you deal with it. Yeah, and yeah. A, sig- a significant part of dealing with problems is communication. Yeah. Know, keep, 
keep people in the loop, let them know what's going on. And generally speaking, nine times out of 10, even if they're not happy with the information that they're being told, even if they're not happy that you know it's going to be a few days or whatever, the important thing is that you have told them, you've communicated with That's them. That's it, 100%. Yeah. 100%. The worst thing you can do, and this is exactly what happened to me, took five engineer visits, two of which got cancelled without me knowing. So the, the, I, as far as I was concerned, I'm like, I got up early, you know, I'm ready for the engineer to come around, get it all sorted, great. God didn't turn up. You know? right. yeah. and, and it causes me to contact them to say, well, hang on a minute, like, the guy didn't turn up. Oh, yeah, well, and there was a note on the system. You know, well, what do you yeah. tell me? Yeah, and, and that's it, isn't it? It's like, if you have a bad experience with a company, it's like things do go wrong and people do make mistakes, you know, there's human error, system error, all of that. But ultimately, what customers remember is how the company changed that situation. What did that company do to make it right? right um, exactly. And in this scenario, they didn't do a lot. Can I just say, I thought you were going to tell people about your B incident outside. Oh, well, because I said BB. No, because you know, I said like, because you were MIA. Of course, right. it was because of your internet, but you also had a, a bumblebee issue outside your place. And I thought, well, that's what you were going to tell people about. But it's okay. They were honeybees. But, oh, they but, were honeybees. But, yeah, which, which uh, for, for those of you who are like insect, you know, interested in insects, uh, and I'm not, uh, and I'm even, less in, I'm even less interested now. Um, they, honeybees look remarkably like wasps. Yeah, we thought um, they were wasps, didn't we? Yeah, I, I was convinced. Um, uh, uh, but we actually had the uh, local uh, beekeeper from the local beekeeper <laughs> association. Bee expert. Yeah, he was like, nah, mate. They're, they're it, was, not, uh, it, was, it was Winnie. He was yellow and very cuddly and he had a red T-shirt on. He's yeah. the, he the bee expert. But that's what I thought you were going to tell people about. I thought you were going to tell people about your, your bee incident. No, this is very much like the like the three buses thing, you know, uh, like because I lost my internet connection and I had the honeybee infestation issue on the same day. Yeah, and right. uh, I can't remember which one of them got resolved first. I think it was the honeybees. I think it was the um, honeybees. Yeah. yeah, but it took a while, uh, and at, at one point I was concerned, as Jackie was concerned, because she, to be fair, like she got way more of them than I did. Yeah, um, Jackie but, with the internet. Uh, Jackie with the internet so um yeah I, I felt bad but um they they are um now now dealt with so yeah okay that's that's, that's why I'm back that's why he's back we're happy he's back and uh, we've got a great episode uh so listen if you have listened before you will know who we are uh, but if you are a newbie then this is the sales for people who hate selling podcast and every week we cover a sales or business topic to help you and uh, we also run uh, Seek, which is a sales consultancy. And we offer sales education, training, guidance, uh, etc., to business owners that may or may not have a sales background, but who really want to accelerate the business development part of what they're doing in their business. Um, I myself have uh, multiple, multiple years of experience in business development, sales, and and uh, customer service and all those sorts of things. And uh, Richard, you do everything technical and creative, don't you? Uh, basically what that involves is me calling you up and telling you that I want you to do something and then you doing it, basically. Or you telling yeah. me that it can't happen. 
right yeah, which is more, like, <laughs> more, more likely which is yeah. more more likely please can you make this into a pdf and then you tell me where to go um so if you're interested in finding more about that then you can get in touch with us via email which is weareseek at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter which is at weareseek richard also you have some exciting news about how people can get in touch with us and how they might like to find out more information about us please tell us what this is I think you're talking about the fact that we now have a website. Yes, we do. Built by your good self with your fair hands, wasn't it? Yes. Both, all of my fingers were used. <laughs> uh, tell people where on earth they can find it if they want to uh, find our beautiful website. Well, because of the, the nature of the internet and the way that it works, you can actually find it anywhere on earth uh, as oh, long no. as you have as long as you have an internet connection and all you have to do is go to a web browser um i was gonna say anyone you want but that's not entirely true don't don't use internet explorer um and if you type in seek s-w-e-k-e dot online uh, you'll be able to see our, our website uh, mm. um, including mm. um our wonderful content uh, tells everybody about what we do and the services that we offer uh, there is also a link to all of the podcast episodes uh, that we've done up until this point. Uh, and you can link to you know, either Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify, whatever you use your podcast listening device of choice. Um, so we're quite pleased with it so far. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's version one. There's a, a hell of a lot to come with it. We're super excited about where it's going to go. Um, but we're just really pleased yep. that we've got a, a place online yep. that people can come and visit now. Yeah, it's uh, super, super good. And uh, like Richard said, there's loads more to be added. But basically, go and have a look at it. Check it out um, and see what we're doing and what we're up to. Now, we also have a Facebook community, don't we? Um, that's a great group. It's full of business folks who are really looking to get the best out of the sales part of their business. Um, and we do lots of things on there. Um, it's basically, it's called sales to people who hate selling. And, uh, last week, um, I did a free zoom call for people in the group, um, which was all about, uh, prospecting emails. Um, and we're doing another one that I just want to quickly briefly tell you about. It's going to be about exploratory calls, why, where, what they're for, all of that. So if you're into that and you want to know all about it, it's completely free sales to people who hate selling, come and join the group and sign up to that zoom call. Um, yeah, do that. So, uh, today, Richard, the podcast episode, what are we talking about today? We are talking about, uh, how shy people can still do really good stuff. Yeah. So basically it's about selling as a, an introvert. Um, now I asked a question on, uh, I think it was our Twitter page or maybe, um, it was in the group. I can't, I can't exactly remember, but basically I did a poll and I asked people, who do you think makes the best salespeople? Is it introverts or extroverts? And overwhelmingly, unsurprisingly, people said extroverts, right? So we're going to be talking about this today. Um, so if you are listening to this and you consider yourself to be an introvert, and I must say, we're going to talk a little bit about what an introvert 
actually is because there's a lot of misconceptions out there about these sort of two personality types there but is. if you're but if you're watching listening to this and you're thinking ah oh, i'm an introvert and the thought of sort of things like cold calling and networking and all those types of things makes you feel like you can't be in business because you're a little bit shy and a little bit introverted this is the episode for you um so richard um mm. why do you think that people assume that extroverts make the best salespeople. Now, before you answer this question, I just want to briefly address this, this subject of what an introvert is and what an extrovert is. So people assume that introverted people are shy people um, that don't like big crowds and they don't like lots of people and that type of thing. And they assume that extroverts are the opposite. However, that's not strictly true. Of course, people have multiple layers to their personality. But actually, what an introvert is, is an introvert is somebody that draws their energy from quieter spaces. So somebody that's introverted will draw their energy uh, levels from having downtime and having time to themselves, being in silence. Um, and I know this because Richard, my dear, lovely Richard, you are somebody that fits into that category very, very well. Am I right or am I wrong? That's true. That's fair to say. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas an extroverted person is somebody that draws their energy and enthusiasm, perhaps from being very sociable and from other people. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that introverts are shy and extroverts are loud and boisterous. So I just want to get that out of the way. But back to the question why do you think that people assume extroverts make the best salespeople? Um, I think that's because people assume that extroverts uh, get the most attention. Because yeah. they, tend, they tend to be the one that people kind of swarm around and, and, and be the, the life and soul of the party, you know. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, if they get the, the most attention, they're therefore going to be the most successful. Um, sure. That's not, that's, not, that's not entirely true. Yeah. yeah it, and you also, how you described introverts and extroverts, you're right, it's a massive misconception and it's absolutely true. But there are people that simply just don't like going and interacting with people. It's not that they're necessarily extroverts or introverts. Mm. They just don't like going out and being just, in large crowds and they miserable. are just shy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If, we, 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 if you're miserable, we can't help you. you know? yeah, um, no, right. but the thing, the thing is, right, is I was doing research for this episode, right? And I was thinking a lot about this. And I, I think, you're welcome to disagree, but I think that we currently live in a world in the year 2020, which is geared up very, very well for extroverted people to do well in business and make revenue. The world has changed considerably in the last, maybe even five years with instagram being a huge thing now you know we had an Insta um, a youtube uh, influencer on just a, a few episodes ago um lots of business folk are vlogging and doing lives and going out to networking and doing ted talks and, and really being like the faces of their company and i think that that style is maybe perhaps suited to people who although necessarily wouldn't maybe call themselves extroverts because uh, we have to remember that people do have multifaceted personality types. Um, but also, let's face it, if you're doing TikToks every day, you're probably not that shy. Um, yeah. And I think that the, the world of business now and the way that people are making revenue is very set up for that type of personality type. Now, Richard, as I mentioned, you 
like to recharge your batteries by being on your own and being very quiet and having time to think and to be retrospective. And extroverted people might prefer to draw their energy from the experiences that I mentioned, such as doing TikToks or uh, YouTube videos and so on and so forth, and meeting other people in social situations. Um, so what this can mean is that if you are an introvert and you met me at a party, you might think that because I'm quite animated, I'm quite animated, aren't I, Richard, in the way that I kind of talk and stuff. Uh, yes, passionate. Yeah, passionate. That's good. Uh, you might think that I'm extroverted because I'm quite expressive. I'm quite open. Um, but actually, I'm also a very reflective person and a little bit like Richard. I do like my own space and I do like my own periods of time. So I would actually describe myself as being introverted. Would you agree with that, Richard? Yeah, I've known you for a while now, and yeah. you're absolutely right. You know, and because I've know, I know you, uh, I I do understand the type of um, you know complex personality that yeah. you are. But if uh, if someone has just met you for the first time or only really knows you through you know listen to the podcast a couple of times, then they might assume that you are you know really extroverted and and, and always out there and, and much yeah. more you know 100%. much more of an extrovert. 100%. So one of the things that um, I, I, I think I say it on my LinkedIn page somewhere, if you, you guys want to go and find me. But one of the things I love doing is actually talking to other people who are introverted and have that kind of personality type and helping them to see that they can very much do business. They can very much sell. But not only that, but actually having an introverted personality type can actually be such an amazing blessing if you are in business and that you don't need to be you know, the life and soul of the party and very extroverted to, to do well. Um, so I was thinking also about um, actors and singers and things like that, right? Now, if you imagine someone like Prince, right? You know, Prince, remember Prince? Remember I've, Prince? Heard, I've, I've heard of him, yeah. Right? He was like this ultimate performer, yeah? Who really put on a show for people, bells and whistles. He was an incredibly good dancer, amazing singer. He would always have the audience right in the palm of his hands, blah, 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 blah. But then you see him off stage being interviewed and he comes across as this incredibly shy, very unassuming person. And I think that that's really interesting because we see a lot of that in performing, whether it's comedians, actors, singers, et cetera, et cetera, people on, uh, people on stage at the theater, you know, you see them afterwards, they're actually quite shy and maybe a little bit introverted. And I think that that's really interesting because I think that sales can be a little bit like that. And I think business is a little bit like that. Like you're performing when you're prospecting people and when you're networking and you're trying to get people interested in you, but then off stage, you can be almost like a completely different person. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I, think that's, I think that's really common, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, I remember years and years ago, I met Paul Merton. I went to Paul Merton's house years and years ago. And for those of you who know Paul Merton, you know, he's a very extroverted comedian, um, not quite as uh, uh, popular. Not I guess. quite as extroverted as Prince. No, and not not as not as uh, popular either. But uh, yeah, uh, he was a very he's a very extroverted character. When I went to meet him, he's not like that at all. He was very right. quiet, you know, um, oh, you know, just not like the sort of person that you that you would uh, expect after seeing him on, you know, have yeah. I gotten you 400 times, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I've met other famous people who are also really outgoing uh, on, on camera, if you like, but also are really outgoing and extroverted behind the scenes as well. So exactly. uh, there, there's a little bit of everything, isn't there? But, exactly. Uh, and I think, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, there's an assumption. 
that to do business, you know, because we talk about this all the time, Richard, um, because we are both maybe introverted characters, probably you more so than me, but we talk about this all the time because we see people posting lots of videos on LinkedIn and stuff. And it's something that you and I are going to do. We're going to start doing videos and stuff because we want to get our faces out there. And I'm sure you all want to see our faces as well. Uh, but that type of thing, I'm going to say it because it's true. That type of thing does not come easy to people who are a little bit more introverted. And, and we see it all the time, like people posting videos and stuff on, on LinkedIn. And, and I know that we've both said it, it's like, they must be so confident. They must be mm. so like confident. You know, they must be so extroverted and so exuberant. But some of those people we know in real life and we know what they're like in real life. And actually they're not the most confident people. They're not the most exuberant. You know, so it, it is like a performance, isn't it? It's like you, it's like going on stage, saying your lines and then going off again and being the real you, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I've struggled with this for my entire sort of personal career, really. You know, and I remember having a conversation with a group of people when I was a, a freelancer. I was, a, you know, worked on my own for myself um, before you, you and I met. And I remember saying, you know, like, is it essential for me to be able to go out there and go to networking events and do videos and all that sort of stuff? Because honestly, like, I don't mind going to networking events. You know, I do actually enjoy, you know, meeting people and, and, and things, but I do find it yeah, very say, mentally like, exhausting. Can I just say, Richard is definitely not as miserable as he's making himself out to be. No, I'm not. Um, but, but the idea of, I think re regular listeners, I, I hope, I hope anyway, would would understand that. But the idea of me doing, you know, Instagram stories and videos, like uh, that's just not the sort of thing that, that I would do. No, but because, what was what, what interesting, no, yeah. But what was interesting is that the feedback from the group, bearing in mind that you know I, I wasn't working with anyone else at that time, I was working on my own for myself, and the overarching feedback from the group at the time was you have to get out there yeah you know, yeah yeah, yeah. You, have, you have to get and actually that, that that wasn't what i wanted to hear right you know, I, right i wanted to hear that you wanted actually, someone to say yeah. hey it's fine just sit in your bedroom and don't ever meet anyone right but, but my point is that you know yes there are multifaceted personality types and uh, and there are going to be people out there that actually you know, do really enjoy going to big networking events all the time mm. and do enjoy um, putting themselves out there in, in a way, but are still, you know, classed internally as, as introverts. That's, yeah. that's, that's fair enough. But there's, my, my, my point is that there is a place for everybody. Yeah, and, for sure. you know, I, I love doing this podcast because it means that I can be outgoing in, in my own little way, but I would never do Instagram stories and TikToks and all that sort of stuff because that's just way outside of my comfort zone. And but what I found working with you is 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 my kind of place. You know, like I can yeah. do my work, I can have a positive impact, but then your personality type fits the other need that we have as a business, which is to get out there and interact with people and go to networking events. So if you are like me and the idea of doing that is just something that you really don't want to do, don't like just assume that you, know, you have to go back to a full-time job somewhere because you don't, you know, you can go and find someone else that you might want to work with and you can find your place. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like, that's actually like a really sweet story, babe. 
that was just like lovely um but i think also what's like important to remember is that these people that are telling you like you got to get out there you got to go to networking events you got to get your face out there i think that that's true but what we're going to talk about in a little bit is that people who are introverted and, and and also i should say at this point that there's no hard and fast rule like i'm not saying that extroverted people don't have these skills but generally speaking people who are a little bit more introverted have some skills which in business in the time that we're operating in in 2020 um these skills are just an absolute blessing to have so these things can be things like you know having really enhanced empathy for other people really being able to understand what someone is feeling and thinking and empathy is a really interesting um concept and the way that i describe empathy to other people i always use my umbrella analogy you know so if you think about what sympathy is sympathy is walking along the road it's raining and you see somebody without an umbrella and you give them your umbrella. That's what sympathy is because you feel sorry for them because they don't have an umbrella. So you give them yours, right? Empathy is really something quite different. Empathy is if you're walking along the road and you see somebody without an umbrella and you stand beside them with your umbrella and you stand underneath that umbrella with them to help them out because you're, you're basically saying your problem is my problem as well. And this is how we're going to get through this problem together. And I think that introverted people have really enhanced skills about understanding what empathy is at its core level and how to really empathize with other people. They have a very deep understanding for people's feelings um, and they have great listening skills. They're brilliant at building relationships with people. And the other thing that introverted people are really, really good at doing, and this very much ties in with you, Richard, um, is that they're very, very good at research, you know? So Richard, I know that we've talked about this on this podcast before, and we, I, I kind of joke uh, with you and maybe take the piss a little bit um, about how you're always researching things. You're always right. researching things. You know, if I say to you, Richard, I've got this problem, I don't know how to do this you will always research it for me. And within a few minutes or an hour or something, you'll have the answer. And that's something that introverted people do very, very well. They're great researchers and they love to find out intricate details about how things work and how they can make it better. And they do lots of research. And that's great if you're in sales because we need to be researching our prospects on a regular basis. And we really need to be taking the time to educate ourselves about the market and about what our prospects are doing. And the other thing that introverts are amazing at doing, and again, Richard, I think this really ties in with what we were saying about you, is that introverted people are very good at recognizing that they need to take some time out and recharge their batteries. And if you're working in business and you're working in sales, recharging your batteries and taking time out and taking a step back and saying, do you know what? Like I need some time on my own right now is such an important skill. And I think that if you're more extroverted, it may be more difficult to step away from those situations and say, you know what, guys, this isn't for me. I need to take some time out for myself. What do you, what do you think, Richard? Because you, you do do things like that, don't you? I think it's really important. You know, um, we don't we live in such a busy world and people, you know, 24 seven, you know, 100 percent all of the time. And 
you know, we don't give ourselves enough space to mentally breathe. Mm. Uh, and, you know, as somebody who does an awful lot of, um, you know, quite, uh, how do you describe it? Like, men, men, no, what was that? Ment, uh, mentally focused work. Yeah. You know, I said, I say this to you all the time. Like that when I, when I'm at work, like don't, don't talk to me unless the building is oh, on fire. He doesn't like it if I interrupt him with something stupid like, hey, what did you have for lunch? Yeah, right. I, I'm busy, <laughs> right? Um, and that's, that, that's what people do, right? Yeah. But we don't, we don't give ourselves enough time to step back, go mm-hmm. for a walk. And mm-hmm. the, the reason I, I talked about, you know, the type of work that I do requires a lot of focus is that there are times when I, I, I need to find a solution to something, but I can't. Mm. And the only the only way that I can find that solution is to step away, go go walk, go do whatever, give myself the mental space to breathe, yeah, and then sure. mirac- miraculously, you know, or when I'm walking down the seafront or whatever, the answer comes to me. Yeah, and that that's really important, you know. Is, and I'm, when, sh- when you're I'm sure extroverts down, do that as well, you know. When you're walking down the seafront and the answer comes to you, is it like an ice cream or? Because that would work with me to make me feel better. No? Okay. Um, so, now, this is interesting. So, we put, uh, as I said earlier, we put a thing on, I think it was Twitter. We put a poll on Twitter, who makes the best salespeople, extroverted or introverted? People said extroverted. But actually, when it comes to sales and selling, overall, introverts perform better than their extroverted uh, counterparts. So... If you're in business and you need to sell, we're going to, as we do every week, we're going to run through um, some top tips. I think we got like, uh, yeah, we got five of them here. Some top tips um, to do if you are an introvert or you consider yourself to be an introverted type of person to make your selling and business experience feel authentic to you. And hopefully um, you'll see and hear through our tips here that being an introvert in business can actually be really awesome and help you to propel yourself and get more revenue and get more sales and get more clients and all of that, right? That's, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Okay, so you're ready for this, Richard. This is it. We've got five tips here and we're going to, you know, go through each one of them and uh, just talk a, a, about each one in a little bit of detail. Is that good? Go for it. Okay, so listen, number one, uh, touched on this a little bit, introverts are naturally great listeners. Now, I do want to say here... Uh, Richard and I, when we met, one of the things that I used to say to him, and I still say this now, is that he really listens to the things I say. So we've talked a lot on this podcast about Richard being an an introvert character, and he definitely is. And I would say that one of Richard's major plus points is that he's a really, really good listener. He listens to the things I say. He is interested. He remembers things that I've said from like six months ago or whatever. And in business, This is really, really, really important because your prospects or your buyers or your clients or whatever, they need to see that you understand what their pain points are, that you've listened to them, that you've acknowledged what they're telling you, that you understand what they're telling you, and that you understand how your service or product or whatever it is can help them or adapt to their particular problem or whatever it is they've got going on. And uh, the other thing about uh, being a a good listener is one of the things that I say to our clients and people that we work with is that when you've had an exploratory call, you should always follow up with an email afterwards that basically says like, this is what we discussed. This is what you've told me. 
and this is how we're going to be able to help. And there's so many people that aren't doing that. You know, they're just doing like an exploratory call, putting down the phone and waiting for a magical fairy to drop, you know, the prospect back into their lap. Um, And it's really, really important that you follow up that email. You know, this is what you've told me. This is what we discussed. Some bullet points of how you can help um, and their particular problem and also aligning their particular problem with the ways that your service is going to help them. So uh, introverts, generally, naturally great listeners. And it's super, super important to really be listening to your prospects. And I think, you know, there's a lot of um, old kind of sales films, you know, like Wolf of Wall Street and you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, where salespeople would always like talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, but actually, if you are um, in business and you're selling, actually the most important thing that you should be doing is listening, right? Absolutely. Uh, so that's number one. Number two. Now, there are more ways to swing a cat. So if you're an introverted kind of person, like you, Richard, the idea of cold calling sends you know shivers down your spine and you don't like it it's, it's like um you know like if you're in a theater and you say Macbeth, like it's just like assume that you're gonna like die it's right. like that for people that you say the word cold calling and people are like oh my god i can't i can't do it um and that's fine you know why because if you're an introvert you might be fantastic at building social relationships across your sort of social media so twitter and LinkedIn and all of that. You're great at building relationships. You're really great at creating these connections with people. And actually, interestingly, Richard, you you mentioned earlier about me being um, more the kind of person that would get out to events. But actually, I think you're better at talking to people in social situations uh, on social media is what I mean. Um, So I think that this is actually very true. You're great in the business groups that we're in, kind of interacting with people. I don't like it as much. Um, And you're also, I think, great at creating those sort of like uh, funnels. Um, So if you're introverted and the idea of cold calling is a little bit like, oh God, um, then uh, there's lots of other ways that you can reach out to people uh, to get your prospects attention and to get them to engage with you. Isn't there, Richard? Yeah, I think this comes back to what I was saying earlier on about finding your place, because it's yeah. really, it's really easy to say, I can't do that. And I, okay, okay, that's fine. But what can you do instead? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's like, you know, at, at the end of the day, we, we did an episode uh, in series one way back, way back when, about cold calling. And we talked about cold calling in depth. We talked about why cold calling still works and why it's still a great tool to use for prospecting. All of that is true. But at the end of the day, it's a little bit like, I remember like I, was, I had this personal trainer once and I said to him, what's the best kind of exercise for me to do to get like a really like fit body, right? And he goes, the best exercise for you to do to get the body you want is the exercise that you like the most. Because at the end of the day, if I tell you the best exercise for you to do is to go and run 10 miles every day, are you going to do it? Probably not because you hate running. But if I told you the best exercise to do was swimming and you love swimming, you're going to do it every day and you're going to get the body that you want because you're going to exercise every single day. And I think that prospecting is very much like that. It would be so easy for me to say to our clients and for people listening to this, you know what, like you've got a cold call. You've got to cold call. Like, you know, it's a little bit like your example, Richard, earlier on, where you were saying people said to you, you have to go and network. You have, you mm. can't, you know, at the end of the day, like if you don't like cold calling and I say to you, you've got to make a hundred calls today, are you going to do it? 
probably not. But if no, you're right. an introverted person and your area of expertise is creating amazing email funnels and sequences that are going to make your prospects engage with you and it works, just keep doing that. Just keep doing that because if that gets you results, that's what you should do. I, I completely agree. Uh, I think that's absolutely right. It, it, it's very easy to say, I can't do X, Y, Z. I can't do cold calling. I don't enjoy mm. it. And then just stop, you mm. know, rather than you know, saying, okay, well, what could, what, how can I take advantage of the skill sets that I do have? Yeah. You know, that's, 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 a, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, for sure. And we actually um, do that ourselves, don't we? Because we like do. you mentioned yeah. earlier, we're a really good fit together because I am more, uh, maybe more personable, I suppose. I like talking to people. I should probably be quite evident from this podcast. Um, I like engaging with people in person and having those types of relationships. But you're really great at the background stuff. So you create lots of things like, um, you know, the creative stuff. Like you did the website because that's your area of expertise. So um, if you are introverted and you're in business, I would say, to be honest, you don't have to be going out to networking actually you also don't have to be cold calling because you are going to have skills like we've mentioned here creating emails or building fantastic relationships on social media and connections and all of that thing that are actually going to be really unique to you and you can use that to your advantage and do just as well as everybody else who's cold calling and going out to networking if not better absolutely couldn't agree more number three uh, we talked a little bit about this research. Uh, so introverted people, you know, when you need to have your downtime, when you need to step away from the computer and step away from social situations and have your time to yourself, you can use that downtime to really research your prospects and their problems to get the best out of the people that you're contacting, really understand who they are and what they need. Um, I don't know about you, Richard, but well, I think you do this. Um, when you're researching something, you also need time to analyze what you're looking at. You need to be quite patient, quite open-minded. You need a lot of time and quiet to really look at what you're reading. Um, mm. And research is classic introverted behavior that can really help salespeople to survive. And we talked about this earlier, Richard, because you are a, a researcher. Uh, we've talked about this in many episodes. Um, you are somebody that will literally spend hours at a time researching something that you're interested in and i said it earlier you know sometimes i'll say to you things like oh i can't work out how to uh what was it the other day it was my oven my oven wasn't working oh like i've done something to my oven straight away you're on the website on youtube trying to research how to fix it and that's kind of what you do right yeah that's not a service that we offer on the it's website, not a service though. that richard provides no no to be um, fair go on you're gonna say something I was, and I forgot what it was. No, it was because um, we've said before about, um, as I've completely forgot what I was going to say. It was really important as well. I have to come back to it. Should we go back to it? Uh, basically, um, we talked about it a little bit earlier on, um, that introverted people um, do need that little bit of downtime. And they're also more likely to kind of halt things and say, you know what, like this situation is not for me. Um, I need to leave this party, I need to leave this event, I need to leave this, whatever it is, and have some time for myself. And these days, researching your prospect and understanding who they are and understanding the market and what they're doing um, is, is really, really, really important. Um, you know, prospects these days are not going to fall for sales tactics of 1985. You need to understand who they are, what they're doing, what their problems are. And if you are using a lot of downtime during your day to do that, that's uh, fantastic. Now, 
I have worked for people in the past, not naming any names, that potentially wouldn't like you taking downtime during the day to, to research your, your prospects. And I understand that that is very difficult. Um, but if you have your own business and you're working for yourself, maybe you're a freelancer or you have your own company, um, you should absolutely be taking time out of your day to, to research your prospects. If you are working for someone else, if you're listening to this and you're a salesperson at another company, um, I would maybe suggest like go to your manager, go to your supervisor and explain to them that you really want to understand your prospects and you want to take some time every day to spend some time researching your prospects that you are going to reach out to. Um, I would suggest you probably need a couple of hours every day, maybe take some time between maybe something like 12 and one and four and five where people are, are, are less likely to pick up the phone or reply to email. So those are kind of quiet periods of the day and just use those particular hours in the day to research your prospects, find out what's going on with them, take a bit of downtime, put your headphones in. That's a good tip. You know, yep. and just put your headphones in and just zone out of everyone else and just take that time for you to have some downtime, have some quiet time and uh, research your prospects because it's super duper important. Um, have you remembered what you were going to say or? Yeah, actually, um, because you inadvertently reminded me, uh, it was what we were saying in a previous episode about, uh, you know, being in positions, being in jobs where you're expected to do 300 calls a day mm. and you simply don't have the time to, you know, research your uh, prospects in, in any level of detail. And, yeah. and you had the perfect solution to that, uh, which is get a different job. Yeah, get a new job. Um, what I am going to do is, uh, this is a little bit of a plug actually, I'm going to, in the Facebook group, Sales for Affiliate Selling, I am going to give a really hot tip. Uh, so this episode is going live tomorrow at 10, so if you're listening to this, I am going to put a, a really hot tip in the group tomorrow about how you can research your prospect in less than 30 seconds. It's literally something that you can just put in Google, anyone can do it. Super easy. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. Richard, remind me to do that, please. Mm, Thank you. I'll try. Um, okay, number four, empathy. So we talked about this. People who are introverted and have introverted traits tend to be naturally empathetic to their friends, colleagues, and clients. They're able to step under that umbrella, like I said, and kind of say, you know what? It's raining, but it's okay. We're going to get through this together, and here's how we're going to do it. And that set of skills is absolutely vital in today's business environment because partners, prospects, clients, they want to be able to see that you genuinely care. And this is the example, Richard, you were talking about way earlier in the episode about a certain um, internet provider that you have that we will not name, who basically just gave the impression that they didn't actually care about you. You know, they just gave this impression that you were just nothing to them. They didn't communicate with you. They didn't understand you. Um, and you didn't feel like they genuinely cared about you, did they? Did you? No, um, but this is more to do with, um, this is what you were saying about the umbrella thing. Yeah. The umbrella example. It's providing a solution. And yeah. I see this time and time and time again if you are the solutions provider, the key is in the name, right? Yeah. The clue is in the yeah. name, right? Like it's your job to find a solution to the problem. And yeah. I see so many examples of companies who expect the client to provide the solution. So yeah. it's like, tell me what you want me to do. Yeah. It's like, well, no, 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 that's not how it works. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, 
it's, it's literally impossible for the client to be able to do that because they don't understand, you know, take out the, the fact that you're supposed to be the expert, but they don't understand your systems and processes and what you can do and what you can't do, what your operational structure mm-hmm. is. They have mm-hmm. no idea about any of that. So asking them to come up with the solution is not only lazy, you know, it's just impossible. Right. You know, so exactly. You, you, and this is where introverts are really good at it. At doing this they're very very good at, fi- at seeing a problem and finding a solution that's it yeah and that's the whole thing with i love that umbrella analogy because if you ask somebody what does it mean to be empathetic if you if you draw a diagram you're like it's raining this person doesn't have an umbrella but you do people will always say well being empathetic is giving them your umbrella that's not what empathetic is that's sympathy because you feel sorry for them that they don't have an umbrella empathy is standing under that umbrella with them and saying you know what like it's really shit because it's raining but i have an umbrella i'm gonna stand here with you with my umbrella and we're gonna get through this together this is the solution that we found together and so Mm. often companies are not doing that as you said richard they're you know they basically say well okay well you've got a problem but like what do you want us to do about it kind of thing yeah what was really in what what was choice to interrupt but what was really interesting is when it did eventually get sorted, the, the guy who fixed it in the end, and I, th- I think this is an important point to make, and I know you and I have spoken about this before. Oh, I know the, what you're going to say. This is controversial, but I know what you're going to say. It's a little bit controversial, but I do agree with you, so go on. Right. The guy who fixed it in the end was an older guy. Right. Is that what you thought I was going to say? Exactly what I thought you were going to say. Right, right. Uh, and you, you can expand on that in a second as to why that's important. But what was really good is that, and he did it in a way that was very genuine, you know, and I remember him saying to me, he said, look, you know, it's how long have you been without this? And I was like, well, a week and a half. He was like, Mm. wow. He was like, wow. He's like, Mm. that's terrible. Like you, you need this. He's like, especially in, in a situation as it is at the moment where people can't, you know, actually meet each other as in person as, as, as much as that they they should they should be able to do and, and were mm. doing and and people are really relying on things like uh, Skype and Zoom and video calls and all that, and email and social media. It's like it's really important that people have mm. their, their internet connection. Yeah, and he was, so he was like he was empathising in a way that was very genuine. Yeah, and then and, and this is this links in what you were saying about the umbrella thing. He said, the second thing he said he said, "Don't worry, we will sort this out together." Yeah, for sure. You know, exactly and i think that's so important you know and, and yeah. if you are you know if you're a company and you're dealing with a client you know one of the best things that you can do is say look we'll, we'll deal with this i i'm gonna i'm gonna take ownership of this and we're gonna mm. sort it out together you know yeah. Uh, and yeah he was an older guy and i think that older people generally speaking have more empathy and Rhea, tell people why we think that is well, I mean, I think it's probably dodgy ground to say that older people generally have more empathy. But what I think we're trying to say in a roundabout way is that maybe, like, for example, you know, if I was working in a restaurant, right, I'm 33, that's right, um, and I have two children, you are uh, 41, nearly, and you also have a child. So we have three children between us and we're also um, a little bit older. If we went out to dinner, right, and our children were being a little bit, you know, fractious as they are sometimes in restaurants, and we had maybe a waiter or a waitress who hadn't had that life experience yet, maybe they're a little bit younger or whatever, or older, but just not with children. 
they, they can't perhaps put themselves in the shoes of, of us. They can't step under that umbrella and say, hey, you know what? I know what it feels like to have kids. Kids are kind of annoying when you take them out for dinner. Here are some coloring books to entertain them. Here mm. are some, here, I mean, I, this is a classic example, right, actually. I took my kids for dinner at, at, at like a chain um, pub. You know, it wasn't like a, it wasn't the Ritz. It was like a, a sort of posh, like better than Weatherspoons, but not quite, you know, a, a good place, you know. Um, and I asked if the children could have a drink and they bought apple juice in a glass, like jug. Right. And I'm like, do you have plastic cups? And I remember the, the guy was like this young waiter kind of looking at me like, what? Like plastic mm. jug. Like, and the concept to him of like, I've got a five and a six year old. I need these drinks in plastic cups. Like mm. he wasn't able to put himself in my shoes as a parent and see that my situation was as it was. But if I was working in a restaurant now, age 33, or, or you were, and someone came in with children, immediately you can step under that umbrella. You can put yourself in their shoes because we've had that shared experience. And we can be like, oh God, you know, like children, God, they're a bit of a nightmare in restaurants. Here, have some, have some toys to play with. Oh, we've got some books over here. You know, we've got some bits and bobs that, that, that you know, they can play with, or would they like some coloring? Would they like some, you know, I might probably chat to the children a little bit because I've got my own kids and I'm able to share that experience. So I don't necessarily think it's um, an age thing. I think it's a life thing. Like if you've been through an experience, you can naturally appreciate what it might be like to be in that experience. And of course, it's more likely that if you are a little bit older, you're going to have experienced that thing sure i don't think that younger people have less empathy i i i, 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 I don't think that and I, and I know that you don't either but what i do think is that people share life experiences like i've got a dog so uh you know someone else that has a dog if i meet them at the park we share experiences about what it's like to have a dog you know um other people that don't have dogs don't know what it's like to have a dog you know it's about shared experiences but i think that introverted people have a natural ability to be able to understand those experiences without having gone through it themselves and i think that that's the difference yeah sure i agree with that yeah it's all it's just it's just about putting putting your prospect first you know, yeah, for sure. Where, where, where the young waiter comes up to the family, you know, he might not have kids, he might not have been there, uh, but if he's thinking along the lines of, like, look through their eyes, you know, yeah. what might they need, you know, yeah. then you're going to be much better equipped to be able to, exactly. to do that. And, and I think what we're saying is that introverted people, generally speaking, have a, 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 a natural a, ability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like put yourself in their shoes, you know put yourself in their position, you know, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? At the end of the day, clients remember when things go wrong, they remember more how it was dealt with. So if you make a mistake or you don't do something very well, or you basically do something which is absolutely outrageous, that's, I'm not gonna say it's okay, but it happens because people make human errors and people make system errors and, and all of that kind of thing. But if you're able to listen, and you're able to put yourself in your customer's shoes and you're able to understand where they're coming from and you're able to empathize and engage in a calm and respectful manner and really understand what's going on for that person you're on to a winner yeah and weirdly you know you can increase the the quality of the relationship uh, pre something going wrong 
Yeah. Uh, if you if you deal with it in the right way, so you could actually end up in a stronger situation than you were when yeah. you started. For sure, a hundred percent. And I think that I, I said to you the other day about an experience that I had with a particular phone manufacturer. Um, it was a couple of years ago. This particular phone manufacturer have stores all across the UK, um, and it's not orange, but it's similar to. Um, and the camera on my phone was not working. Uh, I don't know why. And I went into one of those stores and the guy was super helpful and he looked at the phone and he took it out into the back and he came through and he was like, you know what? We're just going to give you a brand new phone. Mm. Now he might've just been having a really good day. Maybe the woman of his dreams had just agreed to go out with him. I don't know, you know, but at the end of the day, that was really good customer service. Not only that, right. But I remember I said to him, I said to him, okay, but like, if you're going to give me a new phone, like I'm really worried about all the stuff on my old phone. Like I've got like pictures of my kids on there. I've mm. got, you know, photos from holidays and stuff that I really don't want to lose. I've got the first photos where my children were born on there. Like, please don't use it. And he literally spent hours with me, you know, transferring everything over, making sure everything, I had all my apps that I wanted. We must've been in there for like a couple of hours. Right. right. And it's like, I remember that. Okay, I remember that experience. And if I was, you know, in the market for a new phone, I might say to myself, huh, it was kind of annoying that the camera broke, but the service that I received was amazing. So I'm going to buy one of those phones again. Yeah, yeah. And I've had the same experience with them as well. I remember going in, um, laptop, I think it was a year and a half out of warranty, and there was a problem with the screen. And I was thinking to myself, God, this is going to be a very, very expensive repair, probably in the region of hundreds and hundreds mm. of pounds. And he looked at me and he said, right, um, well, there's a problem with the screen. And I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. You know? and, and then he goes, if, I, if and this was really clever. If I was you, right, he yeah. said, I would not expect it to go faulty after the, the time, amount of time that you've had it and the amount of money that you've spent. Wink, wink, you know, nudge, nudge. If I was you, you know, if I yeah. was in your shoes, that's right. not why I would. 100%. And I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, um, you know, say I, I'm really unhappy or blah, blah, blah. I, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to try and persuade him. He literally just said it, you know, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't have expected it to do this. Mm. And, and, and they, they just sorted it for me yeah. without, without any charge, you know. Uh, don't get me wrong, like, they're very well known for milking it as well. So when I got the, like, paperwork afterwards, it had the actual cost, like, grayed out. So I knew, I knew what it would have been. Yeah. You know? um, but they're, they're, they're very, very good like that, you know. Yeah, um, and people remember that. And that's what is uh, super important. It's about... Empathy is about being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes, understand what they're thinking and feeling, but also go through the experience with them together to sort the problem. And uh, if you are prospecting, this is really useful because you're able to understand what your prospects got going on, um, what problems they have, what are their pain points, and then you can uh, understand what they're going through and why and how your service or product can help with that. Yeah. Number five. Uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier on. Number five is about downtime. Now, I was in uh, a business group the other day. I think I told you about this. Um, and somebody said that they'd woken up that day and they didn't feel very good. Um, they just 
had lost their mojo, I think they, they said, and they didn't really feel great. And uh, they were kind of feeling in one of those moods where they couldn't really be bothered to, to do anything. And uh, they were asking for advice. And what I said is that, you know, it's actually completely perfectly acceptable whether you've got your own business or whether you work for someone else, I am gonna say this on record, to have days where you wake up and you think, I literally can't be bothered today and to take downtime for yourself. Now mm. this is, I suppose, controversial because you know people might be listening to this and they're like, you can't call in sick if you just can't be bothered. But I used to work for a company, days gone by, that had a thing called duvet days. And I know this is quite popular in the US, but not as much in the UK, I don't think. Um, and basically it was like, I don't know, it was like four days of the year, couldn't be a Friday but you were able to phone up and be like, you know what? Like, I can't really be bothered to come into work today because I'm not really feeling that great. It was never held against you. It was never mentioned. It was just marked down as unpaid and you would just take a day out to just have some downtime. Mm. And introverts are naturally better at recognizing that they need downtime. Um, and in business and in sales, it's never been more important to recharge um, and come back tomorrow. And uh, Richard, I know that um, you are somebody that is very able to take downtime during the day because as we mentioned earlier on, you like your peace and quiet, you like your own time and space and all of that. But having known you for a while, I don't think you're as good at recognizing that you need to take time off. And it has often been me that said to you, hang on a minute, like, you just need to take a day off or mm. you just need to take a week off work, shut down your laptop and just have some time out. What do you think? Yeah, I've had a client, I remember she said to me uh, a few months ago, maybe a year or so ago, um, I've known her for years and years and years, and she said that she has a week off every three months. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we've been talking about recently, because you took a week off work and it ended up not being really a week off because you had internet trouble and bumblebee trouble and whatever it was. Honeybees. Honeybees, sorry, honeybee trouble. And uh, we've been talking about actually taking a holiday, you know, one of those types of holidays where you just laze around and, and do nothing. And uh, it's really, really important to take downtime for yourself because if you're not doing that, you're gonna burn out. Um, and I think there's an expectation, like you mentioned earlier, Richard, that if you've got your own business or even if you haven't got your own business, um, I remember when I was working um, a couple of years ago, they would always use this word hustle. I hate that word. I hate Are that you, word, like, yeah. You've got to hustle, you know, and this idea that unless you're working at a million miles an hour all the time and you're hustling and you're doing everything all the time on the go, unless you're doing those things that like you're not successful, that is BS. It's perfectly possible to be amazingly successful, great at what you do, uh, make loads of money, get loads of clients and stuff if you are a more laid back, quiet, introverted type of person uh, for the reasons which we have uh, so clearly demonstrated. So if you are um, a business owner or you're working for someone else who is uh, draining all of your energy, I would just say just remember to take down time and uh you know whether that's a day off or a week off and and just remember to recharge your batteries uh, yeah whenever i do that you know i've said this to you before like whenever i i have to do that the next day i'm just absolutely bombing it you know yeah, like really really just and you and you do don't you know if, if you it. have a proper holiday you know by the time it gets to the end of the holiday you've had a really good break but you're just itching to get back at it you know that's whereas it. if, if you're it. working 24 7 you don't take the weekends off you work in the evenings like 
I'm, I'm much, much better now. Like, week, yeah. Weekends, I don't work. You know, like, yeah. I just don't bother. You yeah. know, but, and, and then on Monday, I'm really excited and in, 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 I want to get back to it. Whereas when I was working at weekends, Monday was just another day. Yeah, you know, and they, sure. they all just blurred into each other. Just blurred into you know? it. And I say to you sometimes, don't I? Because if, 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 like, I'm coming over or we're going to do something together, sometimes I'll say, oh, shall I bring my laptop? And we have to kind of say to each other, no, because it's mm. Sunday. And we should just like not think about work on a Sunday. Um, that's obviously not true for everybody because some people, you know, have different patterns or whatever. But the important thing is to take downtime. Uh, I want to say this, you know, when you're on an airplane and uh, say the airplane's not doing so good and uh, the oxygen masks come down, you know, they say at the beginning of the safety thing, they say you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you help anyone that's with you. So if you're on a plane, you put yours on first and then you help your children with theirs. Um, and I think that's a really important point to make, not just in life, but in business, which is basically like nothing can thrive unless you look after yourself. Um, yeah. Nothing can survive without you being at the most optimum that you can be. And this is the same thing with the oxygen masks. Like, how can you make sure that your children are going to get off that airplane safely unless you look after yourself first? You can't. So yeah. you have to make sure that you're looking after yourself. And I think downtime comes into that. Obviously, you want to spend time with your friends and your loved ones and all of that. And I think that that incorporates downtime as well. But ultimately, you need to make sure that you're taking time out for yourself. And I think that if you're an introverted person and you know that you need downtime and you know that you need time out for yourself to draw your energy from, from silence and from quiet time. I think that's perfectly, perfectly valid. Um, and it's a really good quality to have because it means that you recognize that uh, looking after yourself is super important. There you go. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. You know, the best way to look after your clients is to look after yourself. For sure. Uh, so that was tip number five. Uh, Richard, would you like me to do a small and short summary of points one to five? Just, uh, just a run through. Yeah. Great. Brilliant. Okay. Listen, uh, here's five tips about how introverts, uh, can be brilliant in business. And if you are an introvert, here's how you can propel yourself in business and be brilliant at everything you've ever dreamed of. Number one, introverts are great listeners. Number two, uh, there's more than one way to swing a cat. So if you don't like cold calling because you're an introvert, you can do other things like building connections with people, creating email sequences and all of that. Number three, research. Introverted people tend to be natural researchers. So if you are in business and you're in sales, and you're trying to prospect people, this is great because you can spend time researching uh, as much as you like about your prospects and using that to your advantage. Number four, empathy. We talked about a couple of times about the umbrella thing. Empathy is about seeing somebody that doesn't have an umbrella if it's raining, standing underneath it with them and saying, hey, this is how we're going to do this and we're going to do it together so you're not on your own. Um, and just remembering that clients and customers and prospects will remember when things go wrong, uh, probably more than they'll remember things that go right. So it's important to be empathetic and understand um, that uh, they have a problem and you're listening to it and you're engaging calmly with them to understand what is going on. And number five, last but no means least, is about downtime and taking downtime and looking after yourself and making sure that you are recharging your batteries ready for another day. So that was the summary. Uh, what did you think? Of the summary or the episode? Well, just the summary, really. Well, you, you have a reputation and for good reason, don't you? <laughs> oh, exactly. Um, 
Now, uh, Richard, uh, we mentioned this earlier on in the episode, but for people who may have forgotten or didn't write it down, please tell people where they can find the website, where they can find the social media links and the group, etc. Uh, yeah, the website is seek, S-E-E-K-E, dot online. And then we are on the socials. Uh, Sales for People Who Hate Selling is our Facebook group, which is also the name of the podcast uh, that it you is. are listening to. And we are on, uh, we have a normal Facebook page. Uh, we have a LinkedIn page, uh, which is just seek, just search for seek. Uh, and we are quite active on uh, the Tweety Box as oh, well. I, I tell you, I love a bit of Twitter, don't I? I uh, love Twitter. You do. And you can find us uh, by searching for at we are seek S double E K E. Yes. Uh, now, next week episode is episode number five. And we are going to be talking about getting your prospect to say no. Now, obviously, uh, if you're in business, you're in sales, um, uh, people will be telling you, oh, it's really important to get people to say yes, yes to a meeting, yes to a call, yes to a coffee, yes to a talk, and all this stuff, right? Uh, but as they say, yeses are awesome maybes are a pain in the bum and no's are great if you get a no it's great so we're going to be uh talking about um how you can get your prospect to say no why it's important that your prospects say no um and we don't have a guest for that episode so it's just me and you again richard how do you feel what's that what's that famous book like steps to yes or something whatever it is that famous sales book i can't remember what it's called no idea no idea but um basically we're basically gonna completely like put that to one side that's that's out the window this is all about getting people to say no um so that's going to be a good episode so basically uh this will be a good episode if you have got lots and lots and lots and lots of prospects in your pipeline that are just basically doing nothing or if you've been trying to reach out to the same people for months on end and you're not getting a reply um this will uh this will shake things up so i'm looking forward to that um and then the episode after that is gonna be about i think women in sales that could be subject to change that's gonna be a good episode as well do you have anything to say richard that you would like to add before we go off on our separate ways uh, we're already going off on our separate ways for a little bit, though, aren't we? Are we? I hope so. Have we got something planned? I don't know. Um, okay, well, listen, that was a good episode. It was a long episode, so thank you if you have got through that episode. But I think it's um, a really, really important episode because there are so many people out there, people that we know, people that we interact with, clients that we have that um, do not see themselves as natural salespeople or natural business people because they are a little bit quiet or shy or introverted perhaps very much like yourself richard but what uh, we have proved is that um if you are introverted and you are a little bit shy or a little bit um, nervous about networking it doesn't matter because you have so many other amazing skills that you can use and i'm gonna no, i definitely have i definitely have them yeah amazing skills um okay i'm gonna leave it there do you have anything to say richard or shall we adios yeah for this week um we go live tuesday at 10 if it's not tuesday at 10 you won't be listening to this because it's not live yet um, i've got a question actually before we go why do you do it at 10 because i feel like 10 is too late and it bugs me every week why do you feel it's too late because i'm up i'm up at you know the, the lark and I, I i'd like it if it was nine you know right well, we, we could do that I mean, yeah. you know, we can make it eight if we really want to push the boat out. We could, we could do it whenever we want. The point is... Um, it's my know, podcast. We can do what we want. 
it's listen it's going to be live tomorrow it could be eight it could be ten who knows check back i'll be sharing it on the group sharing it on twitter linkedin probably as well just you know get at some point in. at some point we'll be on google podcasts and all the other ones as well when i can yeah. get around to it that's going to be good also this is an exciting thing is it um on our website pretty soon richard is going to link it so that you can see our um our spotify playlists um because oh, yeah. uh it's richard and i are both super into um our music we both have like favorite bands and stuff that we like we like a bit of uh, hip-hop we like a bit of i don't know rock and indian alternative kind of stuff we're kind of into the same stuff and uh, we want to link it so that you guys can listen to our spotify playlists and we're going to create playlists but what I want to do is I want to be able to create playlists with our listeners so you guys can add to it. You can add your favorite songs and we can create a playlist with people that listen to the podcast. So that's something that I want to do. So if that's, you know, something you're interested in, then, uh, you know, get in touch. Yeah. Like the, the interesting thing about that is that I, uh, you know, this, the, I can't listen to, I have to listen to a very certain type of music when I'm working. Yeah. You know, and if, if you're the sort of person that likes to listen to music when you're working, when you need some focus and some concentration, but you struggle to know what to listen to, because the type of music that you listen to, you know, when you're you know, winding down the window at the traffic lights you know, on a Sunday <laughs> with the roof down, is very Kanye different. To type. Yeah, right. Basically, you know, it's like, uh, what do I call it? I call it like plinky plinky music. Like, like, like elevator music. Yes, yeah, like elevator, elevator music. So basically, what I think would be really cool is if we could create a podcast, um, uh, a playlist that is uh, specific to this thing that we talked about earlier when we said, like, put your headphones in, concentrate, right. do, some, do some research, do some downtime. Um, and I think that would be really cool to create a playlist with the listeners of this podcast, with people on Twitter, with people in our Facebook group, to create a playlist together that we can use when we are prospecting. So we want to keep it to a theme. So the theme is going to be, well, plinky, plinky, elevator music. Uh, right. Yeah, focus, um, that type of music. So probably like uh, chill, instrumental type of stuff. Um, if you like stuff like, uh, I don't know, give an example, Richard. I listen to a lot of um, things like a left field, um, yeah, like Thievery Corporation. Yeah, like um, a Porter's Head, I was going to say. Porter's Head, yeah. So that yeah. kind of thing, maybe a little bit of Massive Attack, you know, that, yeah. that kind of thing. It's so good for focus, you know, a lot of um, instrumental type of uh, chill stuff. Um, so I think that'd be really cool. We've gone on a tangent, but if you're interested... We have, but I think what we should do, we should say that if, if anyone's got any particular stuff that, that they think would be useful for like a, a, a workers folking... Workers a workers folking? folking? a working focus playlist that's what mm. i meant to say then tweet us at we are seek um doesn't matter what type of genre it is um and then we'll see where we can start kind of putting things together and, and, and making it one playlist that people can listen to on the website yeah and um, i was just going to say another band that i just remembered that are really good for that is boards of canada yeah into that that's like super super good uh yola tango they're a great one apex twin just naming bands now but basically that's going to be the sort of theme of it so like if you're into that uh tweet us join the group tell us i'm going to put something in the group about it now that's actually. a good idea yeah, um, good idea, yeah. And we're going to create this playlist and it's going to be for everybody that listens to this podcast our clients people in the group social media etc to have a joint playlist together that we can all listen to when we're you know having some time to focus nice. um shall we uh shall we go yeah, done now i'm done now. yeah yeah, right. yeah. well yeah. done for listening everyone 
Thank you for listening. And we will be back next week about getting your prospects to say no. Thank you very much. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye, bye.